This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin 1 expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin 1 is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code RNRTAKE30. That's RNRTAKE30 at TaskinSF.com. And welcome back to Rick and Rick Rule the World, Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten. And you know what? It is time to play Loaded Questions, a quiz of happenings in the worlds of marketing, media, tech, and pop culture. At question number one, which of the following 1970s movie franchises is being reborn as a stage musical? Musical. Musical. Stage musical. A. Jaws. B. Rocky. C. The Godfather. Or D. Alien. Which of these 1970s movie franchises is being reborn as a stage musical? What? Ow. Okay. I'm going to go with The Godfather. It seems like it might play well in a musical. Totally. I think Rocky or The Godfather would be actually great musicals. But no, the answer here is A, Jaws. So according to Gizmodo, a Jaws musical called Bruce is set to hit the Seattle stage in 2022. Apparently it was supposed to come out this summer, but it's been rescheduled due to the ongoing pandemic. It sounds like it's actually a retelling of the making of Jaws. We've talked about how Bruce is the name the filmmakers gave to the pre-CGI era mechanical shark used to film Jaws. The synopsis for this stage musical, Bruce, reads, quote, while invading a sleepy fishing island off Cape Cod to shoot on the open ocean, the filmmakers face several challenges, including weather, water, hostile locals, an exploding budget, endless delays, and a highly dysfunctional mechanical star named Bruce to bring Spielberg vision to life in what proved to be one of the biggest success stories in film history. And then this was news. So Gizmodo mentions in this story that there actually was a stage musical based on the evil dead back in the early 2000s. I'm sure it was a bloody good time for all. I never heard of that. (laughs) Nor did I. Now, while you've been talking, I looked it up and there was a Godfather musical. Did you know that? I'm not surprised. No, I did not know that. And it seems like a natural. Yeah, no, it was called uh, The Godfather Musical, Luca Brasi Sleeps with the Fishes. Uh, and it was way back in, it looks like 2013. Huh, well, that, that's pretty pretty interesting. Now, uh, how do you do a musical of the Evil Dead? You know, it was... Uh, I, that's just crazy to me. I... I it was, it was obviously a little more of a comedy show, a little bit of a parody, um, but... Anyway, I've I've heard of this one uh, only because I follow Bruce Campbell on Twitter. Yes, I really do. (laughs) You know, I could actually see Rocky being a pretty good musical, too. We did a story on the show a year ago, before the pandemic, about the high school students putting on Alien as a stage show. Do you remember that? I do. Actually, I do now that you say that. Yeah, and they did video of it, and it was was pretty impressive. But I don't remember. I don't think it was a musical. But damn, I would have loved that. Could you imagine, like, if you were a theater geek in high school or something, and your teacher was like, yeah, I thought we'd do a stage version of Alien. Awesome! Here's the, uh, the plot for Evil Dead. 
the musical. This is straight from Wikipedia, by the way. Uh, the musical takes creative liberty with the plot lines of the movie, mixing together the characters and concepts of all three movies. That's right, by the way. There are three movies, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and... Army of the Dead or something. Army of the Dead. Thank you. Mixing together the three, as well as changing sequences for the sake of stage and comedic intent. So, hmm. again, it was a it was a take on it. It was a spin, and it was... It was uh, from a couple of the scenes I've seen, it looks like it was hilarious uh but that was way back i think in 2003 2004 yeah if it was spoofy i I could totally see that working but kudos to whoever thought of it okay question number two which popular snack food brand has reportedly averted employee walkouts over so-called suicide shifts that allegedly included mandatory overtime and 84 hour work weeks at its kansas manufacturing warehouse even as the company's net revenue growth is said to exceeded all of its targets which of these brands a frito-lay b hostess c planters or d rick and rick's time capsule pot brownies which of these snack brands barely averted these employee walkouts over at least allegedly bad working editions you know i don't know this one i'm i'm literally just gonna guess frito-lay Answers A, Frito-Lay. You are correct. So according to the Washington Post, Frito-Lay workers ended a 19-day strike in Kansas with a contract that guarantees one day off per week. Whoa. And a 4% raise over two years, which I don't know. To me, that seems not unreasonable given that apparently Frito-Lay made $4.5 billion in the second quarter of this year and accounted for 23% of PepsiCo's revenue. Now, for the record, the company also says the workers' claims were grossly exaggerated. But uh, I don't think this is good for the brand. Exactly. Now, we're talking about the money that they're making. These type of commoditized industries like this, you know, there's a lot of price pressure. Now, it may be a little bit different right now with COVID and the limited supplies and all that. But, you know, they do make choices like this, which I agree with you is not a good thing. It is not good for the brand and they shouldn't be doing it. But there's, there's a little more to the story than that. Of course. And and we do want to be fair. But my point is, look, I believe it was well over a billion in profit. I'd have to check that. A billion in profit. So that's after all the salaries, the R&D, the marketing. When you see a company where there's over a billion or sometimes multiple billions in profit, the people who are actually doing the work are getting paid very low. I was thinking when I saw this story, you know, we've seen this rise of these ESG funds, environmental, social, and governance funds, where they invest in companies based on how sustainable they are or social good or governance. I don't think we should be surprised if more investors and consumers start to select brands based at least in part on overall worker conditions. You know, I love my Doritos, Rick. I feel like I was like a big chunk of those revenues in the second quarter, but I got to say this kind of reporting can make me feel a whole lot less positive about the brand. Yeah, that's bad. Come on, Frito-Lay. All right. So final question, which of the following rank among the 300 new words recently added to dictionary.com? A, oof, B, blame storm, C, yeet, or D, show. Which of these words rank among the 300 new words recently added to dictionary.com? I will tell you that my son is hoping that it's yeet. So I'm going to go with yeet. You are absolutely correct. And in fact, all of these words are being added to dictionary.com, according to Gizmodo. Including it show? 
show is being added to dictionary.com. Wow. So oof, that's O-O-F, is an exclamation used to sympathize with someone else's pain or dismay, you know, or to express one's own, as in oof, inserting a bomb to the base of King Shark's neck must have been quite the trick since he's impervious to bullets and just about <laughs> everything else. Blamestorm. This is the process of assigning blame for a negative outcome or situation, as in there's always a blame storm that happens after a character is murdered and the selfish family and knives out is no exception. This is a word, zaddy. So that's daddy, but Z. So zaddy, get this. A zaddy is apparently an attractive man who's also stylish, charming, and self-confident. As in, Rick and Rick are the perfect hybrid of daddy and zaddy, which would be awesome <laughs> news to us since it seems like we're usually called sons of Beethoven or some such. But anyway, we're kidding, of course. But, but yeah, zaddy is a word. Show, yeah, show apparently is one word. I think it's one word. A chaotic event or situation, often one that turns out badly, as in the years 2016 through 2020. <laughs> and yes, yeet, an exclamation of enthusiasm, triumph, pleasure, joy, etc. Now, apparently yeet can also be a verb, as in to hurl or move forcefully, either with an object, as in someone just yeeted a water bottle into the crowd. <laughs> So weird. Uh, or without an object, as in my cat yeeted out of there in a big hurry. So yeah. See, listeners, this episode has been educational. You've learned new vocabulary words like yeet and zaddy, the more you know. So I just looked up zaddy on Urban Dictionary, just so I could I could get the full explanation. Uh, their definition is a little interesting. It says, a fine, handsome, and sexy-ass intelligent man that makes you smile every time you see him. He knows how to handle business in and out of the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> you low-key want to have his baby. That's he makes awesome. you, all parts of you excited, including your mind. He smells good, looks good, and is good. Jeez. See, we're going to have to get Rick and Rick Zaddy t-shirts made. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that's going to round up this episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World. Rick Wooten, why don't you tell people where they can find you online? All right. The best way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. I'm at Wooten, W-O-O-T-T-E-N. And what about yourself, Rick? I'm at Rick Matheson on Twitter. And you can find all our social profiles and past episodes and, and more at rickandrick.com. Until next time, keep yourself safe and each other safe. And keep on coming back to the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. <laughs> <laughs>